Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Danny Nevins, and today we'll be studying Mesechet Eruvin on page 16. But first we're going to go back to the end of 15b, where there is a Mishnah which speaks about the construction of an Eruv out of animals that are part of a caravan. We learn Sheira Shechantav Bika. There was a um, caravan that came and encamped in the valley. That is to say that they've stopped now for Shabbat. And they surround the camp with all the um, the gear for the animals. And all their their sort of luggage and their, their portables are in the middle. And it's fine as long as the perimeter of the camp is at least 10, um, 10 cubits high. So we're talking about using the pack animals and the, the packs, the actual luggage, as the, um, as the fence. This is sort of a circle the wagons type of situation. So as long as the, uh, the barrier is at least 10 handbreadths, then it counts as a perimeter. And also, there can't be more gaps than actual barrier. So you don't have to have a perfect perimeter fence where there's no gaps at all, but the gaps can't be greater than the constructed section. And also it says you can have a maximum gap of 10 amot, uh, because that will look like it's an actual entrance to the uh, campyard. But more than that would be forbidden. So we've learned a couple of things here, that if you make a perimeter around your camp and you want to use um, the gear, perhaps even the animals, as the perimeter, the um, the height has to be at least 10, 10 breadth, hand breadths, so that's about 4 inches a piece, so call it 40 inches, 3 or 4 feet. And there can't be more gaps than there are um, built-up structures. And even if there is more structure than gap, the maximum allowed gap is 10 um, amot, 10 cubits. So um, what we've got here then is a description of how to encircle your camp. That's the Mishnah. The Gemara comes along and uh, it preserves a debate between two rabbis of the fifth generation, um, Rav Papa and Rav Huna, the son of Rav Yehoshua. Rav Papa, uh, they wanna, they're arguing about what happens if you've got an exactly equal amount of gap and built-up structure? What then? Rav Papa says it's okay. So as far as he's concerned, it works as a perimeter fence as long as you've got at least as much um, structure as you have gap, um, and even if it's equal. But Rav Kuna Bari de Rav Yehoshua Amar Asur, he says, no, it's forbidden. In other words, you always have to have more structure than gap in order for this to be a viable fence. So this is how we end page 15b. 
and we carry on this argument comparing this perimeter fence to other types of structures, um, again from the sukkah and from other settings having to do with mechitzot, which separate kilayim, different um, types of crops. And in each time, um, we're trying to find a proof that either you have to have at least as much, if not more, you have to have more built up than uh, gap, or that you can have the same amount. Um, again, Rav Papa is the one who defends the same amount. Rav Huna is the one who requires it to be more. We get along um, to the end. That, that discussion occupies us for all of side A of page 16. I'm going to pick up the argument at the beginning of page side B, Tetzain Amudbet. Tashma, come and learn. At this point, we start to read a Baraita, which has been preserved from the Tanaitic, the earlier rabbinic period, which, uh, if it's authoritative, will actually resolve our dispute. It says that, imagine that there are walls, defanot, sheruban ptachim b'chalanot, which consist mostly of gaps and, and windows. Uh, we've all seen such structures. You can build a wall essentially out of uh, a window. And so it is a wall, but on the other hand, it's open space. They didn't have flat glass the way that we have today, but they did have window frames, which they could perhaps put a board um, or a curtain in. So the question, so the Brighta says, Mutar, you can create an effective wall which has a majority of gaps in it. As long as the standing section of, of this type of wall is greater than the um, open section. Now, the rabbis are sort of puzzled, the Amoraim, by this statement. They said, Could it really be that they're talking about a kind of wall that is majority open space? Can't be. Ella, rather, Rather, the tradition must have meant that uh, imagine a type of wall that has lots of uh, windows in it, not majority of windows. It's fine as long as there is um, as much um, as much uh, of the solid section as there is the gap. This would imply that if there is the exact same amount, that it would be forbidden. This this early brighta implies that if you had an equal amount of gap and um, solid structure, it would be forbidden. And of course, that would go against Rav Papa. Indeed, the Gemara now says, Tiyuvta to Rav Papa. This is a refutation of Rav Papa. And it continues, Tiyuvta. Yes, it is indeed a refutation. Poor Rav Papa. He has been defeated in his argument. Except, it then says, Rav Papa. However, the rule agrees with Rav Papa. Wait a second. This makes no sense. We've just concluded a lengthy, page-long argument uh, with a definitive early Tanaitic tradition that supports the argument of Rav Huna and defeats the opinion of Rav Papa, a fifth-generation Amora. He can't stand up against the Tanaitic tradition. So how come the halakha, the law, the practice, will support Rav Papa? The Gemara itself is quite confused. It says, Tiyufta, Vehilchata, a refutation, but the law is like him? In, yes, indeed, Mishum de Daika Matnitin Kavate. 
It's because a close reading of our Mishnah will support him. Because in the Mishnah it says, Lo yiyu pratzot iterot al habinyan. It said there, let there not be more gap than uh, structure. Ha-kabinyan mutar, which clearly implies that if you have the same amount um, of gap and structure, it is permitted. It's easy to feel happy for Rav Papa. Uh, in the end, he had the better reading of the Mishnah, and so he got to um, have the halakha follow his point of view. And yet there's something strange about this text. After all, we've spent a solid page giving refutations to Rav Papa's argument, and in the end, his argument was considered to be refuted by an independent um, Baraita, an early Tanaitic tradition. Um, what this seems to show us is that the rabbis, first of all, loved developing an argument, even if they knew where they were going to find, uh, finally wind up. And there is something to be learned for us as well. Too often, when we are studying Jewish texts, we want to know what the bottom line is. What is it that we're supposed to do? The whole beauty of the study of Torah is often simply to explore and to explore and to keep exploring until every angle has been discussed. Uh, what we do in a practical matter is, of course, also important. Um, but the, the Torah study is considered connected kula. It's considered to have equal value to how we practice in the end. So I hope that as you study the daily daf today, you too have enjoyed our excursion and have also learned what you would do if you found yourself encamped for Shabbat and had a structure of camels and and uh, suitcase luggage uh, surrounding you, and you had exactly the same gap as you had the amount of structure. We'll see you tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.